Welcome to the second season of Pop Culture Elevator. You might get off on the wrong floor, but it'll still be the right one. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to follow the rabbit down some deeper holes, and we might just make it to Wonderland. That sounds like the adventure we're looking for. We will deep dive into some newer films, but also take a look at some of our older favorites. No movie is too big or too small for us to handle. And hey, we'll even have some time to talk about film news and our favorite celebrities. That's why we're the host of Pop Culture Elevator. Now let's let's get get this show on the road. And passengers, we'd love for you to message us. So if you'd like to, you can reach us at a few different places. Our email is popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is PCE Podcast. Instagram is at popcultureelevator. Facebook is facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. When Mark and I talk about pop culture, we have a hard time censoring ourselves. So there are spoilers. Some of these spoilers are many years old and some only a few days old. We just want you to know what you're getting into. So if you haven't seen the movie we were talking about, you might want to pause this and watch said film. This is your spoiler warning. Welcome back, passengers, to another episode of Pop Culture Elevator. That's right. We're coming to the end of season two, which is brought to you by Precise Public Adjusting. Give them a call at 817-992-5040 if you're having trouble with a property loss claim. If your insurance is not treating you the way that they agreed to, they'll make sure that you do. Once again, that's Precise Public Adjusting at 817-992-5040. And let them know that Pop Culture Elevator sent you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we are coming up on the end of season two. It's uh, This is, what, episode 31, and then mm-hmm. we're going to have episode 32 next week, and then uh, we're going to go into season two with a big bang. That's right. Uh, so here we are. We're talking about one of Mark and I's favorite uh, franchises, the uh, Fast Saga, Fast and Furious. It's uh, This is F9. I mean, that's really the name they gave it was F9. Yeah. Uh, I, I was guess. expecting a punny joke i don't know if that's a pun but like them like having to initiate some sequence for the launch and they actually have to hit f9 (laughs) i was waiting for that but it didn't happen yeah and uh they're running out of names i mean it's not like you can do a lot with uh you got fast whatever and furious whatever and fast and furious and then the fate of the furious which was actually i think the most clever name of all of them was the fate of the furious i agree so if they do a part 10 and that's like maybe like a female led or female oriented uh, movie they should call it fast tens you know, <laughs> <laughs> all tens across the board there they call the next one fx and it'll just be an effects heavy movie uh, yeah, yeah, and they, well, and it can't be in space because they did that. So right, well, you know, <laughs> F, I guess uh, I need to go back. It, we've got what two more Fast and Furious main movies, right? Yeah, we know that uh, Justin Lin, who directed this one, and who brought I, I would say brought new life into the Fast movies. Um, started, uh, where did he start again? Did he start with four? Four. Yeah, okay, yeah, he did. So he, he breathed new life. Uh, then he left at, uh, if I'm correct on this one, he, he went from, he did he Fast six. and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six. Yeah. Then Seven was directed by uh, Juan, mm-hmm. and Fate of the Furious was F. Gary Gray. So uh-huh. um, it, cool that they did that. You know, Justin Lin coming back because he did – breathe that new life and he's going to end it his way. Um, yeah. 
But Juan made Owen Shaw uh, a Deckard Shaw made Deckard Shaw like an anti-hero, whereas uh, Lynn was trying to make him take make them a villain. So, uh, which kind of I'll bring I'll go back into that again later. But uh, I don't know what Lynn's yeah. going to do with the rest of the films. He's got two more films. We got F10 and F11. They're being filmed at the same time. We know nothing about them other than probably. Cypher is one of the bad guys. And then Ooh, yeah. And then most likely uh John Cena will come back as uh Ryan O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> John Cena's Jacob uh Toretto will come back probably as a good guy with part of the family as per um this movie that we'll talk right. about. Right. Anyway, we're we're getting way off off track, I guess, on what the movie is. So uh, Fast 9, or F9, I guess, got to call it F9, because that's the name. Uh, Dominic Toretto and his family must face uh, Dominic's estranged younger brother, Jacob, a deadly assassin who is working with their old enemy, Cypher. That's not partly true. It's not really with Cypher. He kidnaps Cypher. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, exploits her? He tries to exploit her. Tries to, yeah. Uh, but he's got a vendetta against Dominic. He was always the shadow. Uh, he felt like their father loved him more. There's a big twist and all that stuff, of course, as you do in these movies. Pretty decent twist, because at first, but the, the, the punch of it is really not towards the end. Right. So basically, this movie actually gives us the whole uh, past of how, you know, like in the earlier movies, and I can't remember which movie it was, but in the earlier movies, Dominic's uh, talking about how uh, his father was a racer. Oh. It was the first one. It was the one, very yeah. first one. It's the very first one. Yeah. And he says, uh, yeah, I, you know, I hit him. And when I, I, I hit well, him, I kept about, on hitting him. I didn't mean to keep on hitting him, but by the time I was done, I couldn't lift my arms. That's what he I'm, says. But I'm talking about the, what he's talking about his dad. His dad gets clipped. Right. Yeah. It's uh, all in the first one. Yeah. And he says, you know, there were, I heard the screams mm-hmm. and uh, it turns out it was me screaming. Yeah. Um, which, you know, that whole, that thing's burned in my memory. I know that story. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it's from the, you know, it's from the first one. It's the mythology of Dominic Toretto. And um, this one kind of gives us more into that. I wish it would have kind of gone into thing. I always imagined him being a kid when it happened. Yeah. But this movie made him being uh, probably, what, 16 or 17? Yeah, I was going to say of driving age. Yeah. So, uh, and then you find out that he beat this guy half to death, basically that clipped his dad. But then you find out that it's actually his brother is the one that cracked the fuel line. And that's why when he was hit, the, the car exploded and their dad died. And then, yeah. um, I think it's in part two where they actually show the guy's face that he beat up um, and it's just mangled. So they could have cast anybody for that role. And they, they did, they uh, they showed us that interaction. I thought that was cool. I thought it could have been a little bit more gratuitous, but um, I didn't was, necessarily was, need that. Good. I didn't that, need it, but I kind of I just wanted to. That wasn't part of it. I think. Uh, anyway, I liked. Uh, so I was telling Mark this on our on our way home from the theater because we saw it in theaters. Packed. I'm pretty sure sold yes, out. Show. It was it was sold out, dude. It was packed, and uh, they, they're not, in Texas here at least, they're not doing the two-seater rule anymore where it's like every two seats uh, from a person 
can't be yeah. someone that's now full capacity, no masks unless it says in the theater, no masks uh, if you're vaccinated, but no one is, you know, no yeah, one. Not like t- checking your ID or your vaccination card at the door or something right. like that. But um, uh, we probably will never do that in Texas because we're Texas. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I say this, uh, the movie was jam-packed. Of course, the movie broke records for um, movies this year because uh, it's been pandemic times. Um, but uh, it, it yeah, shows... It's the Fast and the Furious, dude. Sure. But it's, people love cars. Right. No, and Fast and the Furious is a huge franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, but what I'm really saying here is is that movies are back. We're back. Yeah. We're, oh, yeah. we're, we're back. And it's, I'm not upset with it. But uh, I'm a little disappointed at Cinemark's like guideline changes uh, so soon. Uh, but uh, but I still had a great time. But I do wish that maybe there was a one seater role at the very least. Yeah, that'd be nice. But they're trying it's, to make their money, and I get it. I get it. It's just that I knew I was kind of sitting next to somebody that was somewhat sickly <laughs> and wiping mess. their nose. Yeah, and I'm just like, I mean, maybe it's allergies. Maybe it's maybe it's not. But right. at the very least, you know, they could have been wearing their mask to protect other people. I agree. Uh, I but think, I, but I put mine on because I saw that, and that's I my choice. And point, I think that's good. Uh, I think it's a. Uh, I mean, it's not like I wanted that person kicked out of the theater or anything like that. I mean, even if you think that you have allergies or a cold. Wear a mask. Yeah. Protect other being, people. Being courteous. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We had fun at the theater. Uh, I say all this because it's it's a huge hit. Like, obviously, it's going to make the money. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to do all right. Uh, so right off the bat, I'm just going to say this about the movie. It's it's not my favorite of the yeah. Fast series. Uh, it is better than Hobbs and Shaw. Marginally. Um, it kind of takes a lot of the silliness from Hobbs and Shaw, uh, which I, I didn't quite love. Exactly. It works for Hobbs and Shaw. It doesn't always work for Fast and Furious. Uh, I I read a review or I I watched a thing on, on, um, the internet earlier that said something that, uh, the, the multitude of jokes in this movie took me out of it being a Fast and Furious film. Yeah. 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 I I agree with that. There was just, mm mm-hmm. I, yeah, I 100% agree with that sentiment. Um, it, it's really going to – it's hard. I, we were just on the nerd, the Night Nerd podcasts, and we did a whole thing on Fast and the Furious. And then the, what we were hoping for. Yeah, and, um, and one of my hopes was that uh, it needs to be better than Hobbs and Shaw. And, which uh, it did satisfy that. Which it did satisfy that. But – uh, I, I'd still have to say Fate of the Furious, uh, Fast and the Furious 6, still better movies. Yep. Um, I'd probably put this on par maybe with um, with Furious 7. Um, I would put it on par with 4. With, um, with Fast and the Furious? Okay. Yeah, Fast and Furious, yeah. Um, it's, it's not, again, it, it's just, it, it's too comedic, which, okay. Yeah, I had exactly. fun laughing. Uh, this one gave Roman and Tej uh, a bigger playground to play with and featured them more in the film than the other ones have. Yeah, and I thought that was cool. Uh, Those funny moments at the beginning I thought were really uh, important. Uh, But but they kind of keep spilling that out, and they really ride that out. Uh, They really ring out that towel as far as um, getting every little joke they can throw right. at each other. Uh, 
like every two seconds. Right. And so like, if you want Kevin Hart in the movie, just put Kevin Hart in the movie. You know, that's what the rock wants. So just, just do it. You well, got it in Hobbs and Shaw. You got it in Hobbs yeah, and Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, in one with the full cast, you know? So, uh, okay. It's a two and a half hour movie. It's a, I'm going to say it again. It's a two and a half hour fast and the furious movie. Most of the movies before that have been somewhere under two hours, whether it be yeah. an hour and a half hour and 45, uh, maybe the last few were a little over two hours, but two and a half hours. And yeah. it felt like you could have split the movie mm-hmm. into two separate things. Actually, if they really want to end fast, ele- like end on fast 11, like, like Vin Diesel's done. He said he's done after 11. Hard stop. If they want to do that, then go do some prequel stuff. Cause I was really in- yeah. interested in Dominic uh, when he was younger. I yes. thought the actors who played their, the characters did a really good job. At least the ones that were featured. Yeah. Um, did a really good job of playing their parts. So, Yondu, man, with Yondu is in there. Yeah, uh, Michael Rooker, man. Michael Rooker, it's just great to see him. Sitting there, I look, look at Mark and go, hey, it's Yondu. I know. Uh, <laughs> like, in amazement. I'm yeah. just like, yes. Well, I didn't expect it, you know? Like, sometimes right. these people pop up in there. Um, of course, you get and a little... they haven't too- highlighted him in the trailers or anything, I no, think. No, no. Well, and they, it's so funny because uh, Helen Mirren got a poster for this film, and she's in it for, like three minutes yeah and she's the, fantastic mm, in the three minutes yeah um i don't think she brought the the charm that she brought before but i still think that she was a great um thief she's because huh. I, I thought she was awesome she's uh, funny uh, what she's funny she's she's uh, got a really nice dry wit to her yeah, it's a very dry, funny. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, "Yeah, I work with, uh, I work with your brother. Also, he hired me to take you to him." <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, it's like. By the way, don't die. You're my favorite American. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> my and, uh, absolute least liked part of this whole movie, though. Why in the world did they have to add Cardi B? Dude, seriously. I don't understand what she's saying. They have to have one bad rapper, and they lost Jaw Rule. They didn't bring back Jaw Rule. <laughs> so they had to bring... And they wanted to connect to the female audience and the young audience. And uh, what better so choice? Get- Our other choice is uh, Nicki Minaj, and please no. Or Megan, <laughs> please Megan no that. Stallion. I don't even know who that is. I don't know. She just raps with Cardi B. I saw that WAP video and they were together. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I could have stood, uh, stood for some, like, uh, BB uh, Rexa, Reha. I'm not sure how to say her last name, but that would have been great. Uh, <laughs> you know uh, what? I just don't, I don't, I don't have a, I don't like Cardi B. I just don't. I same. Don't, I don't have any, uh, I'm not Connection. big on her music. I, I yeah. just really dislike the way she talks. Uh, I don't, like, I don't like the way she talks. I don't know. It's it's a bad or not. Coronavirus. Yeah. Just, but like, I don't. <laughs> I don't like it. The intonation, the how she, it just bothers me. And so this movie, she pops up and she's talking to Dom, and you're just like, I am trying everything possible to understand the words that are coming out of your lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, the only thing I caught was that the gun is like uh biometrically encoded with his yeah. information. But other than that, I was like, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't <laughs> it was like, uh oh, God, you're gonna have to put subtitles under her. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'll, and I'll watch the movie again later and I'll have subtitles. Um, but okay. So sorry, two, two and a half hours. I, I feel like you could have done a prequel movie on its own and I feel like you could have gotten this movie down and this movie still probably could have been cut down to two hours. Um, well, so I think that if they were going to do that, they would have to have a prequel movie of just the uh, story of Dom's dad and his yeah. brother, uh, just a whole lot of that. But I think they would have to have saved that for after 11. No, it's or, done now. I mean, you can't. What would be 10. Can't really you know give me I mean? that. St- I'm not going to watch yeah. that story again as a prequel movie. I'm just saying they could have done that. Yeah, this movie and, just- and so that would have justified maybe it being two and a half hours in the parts that seemed somewhat long-winded uh, was actually for focusing more. And that's why I'm like, I felt like the scene where he beats his father could have been more, uh, excuse me, beat his father's murderer. But it's not his murderer, who he thought was the murderer. Well, he did slam him into the wall. He slammed him into the wall, but any racer, uh, he even says it. He's like, this is he, knew that he, was, he knew that I was gonna, he was going to get clipped or whatever. The only yeah. reason it exploded the way it exploded because was because the fuel line was hairline well, fractured. Yeah, but he's like, I don't know if he downshifted, so he has no idea what happened. But we did see the engine kind of stall out. While he was, but the reason the else. reason he beat him, the reason he beat him, let's be fair, it wasn't just because uh, he was the murderer. It was because of the stupid crap that was coming out of his mouth to Dom. Exactly, and Dom has a hairline trigger, and he pushed him or or punched him first. Yeah, it and was. So it was actually self defense. Uh, okay, you could say it was self defense, but in self defense, you don't beat a man till they are a bloody pulp. Uh, no, you can't. You wouldn't be able to get away. Number. You I mean, wouldn't be able to get away with that. You can't that's do it. That's not true. I, in I, I in different circumstances, yes. In the it, fact that he just pushed you, you can't say. I thought he punched him. Eh, it was like a. It, I, he hit him in the face, I thought. Okay, but not in the way that, like. No, it was a punch to the face. It was not and, that big of a deal. Yeah, because I, I remember being like, boom, that's self defense. And, but no, I, but it wasn't self. It's not. You just you can't get away with self defense if you bleed him, beat a man to a bloody pulp. So yeah. So I'm just saying, like maybe how many times he hit him, but also the what we saw. I don't know if it actually justified the picture we saw him too, where his face is all mangled and stuff. Like that. So that's why I'm saying it's more gratuitous. Okay. Because, or should have been. But more also gratuitous. this. But also this story regarding that, like, uh, like it, it seemed like a really easy breakup of that fight. Um, and all of that. I don't know. I feel like the emotions should have been a little probably. Bit this franchise has been really bad about continuity in general. So to say, you know, this should be this. I, it's at this point, I'm so forgiving of the Fast franchise uh, because I like what I watch that I don't really care all that much. But watching, I binge watched everything this week. Like I watched all of them. Yes. And so binge watching them all you catch the continuity uh errors changes or, yeah or changes yeah uh so easily so this movie changes a lot of so, continuity it changes the origin of dom you, they throw in a brother we didn't know he had um and obviously yeah. all of the family didn't know he had it except for um except for letty who was like is that that was jacob wasn't it yeah um Mia, of course, knowing Vince would have known him. Vince, <laughs> although the guy, I will say this much: he didn't have any interaction. But Vince's uh, kid character, looked, Nico, 
or Nico? No, no, that's uh, that was little Brian we saw. We didn't see Nico. Little Brian. Nico's still in Brazil. No, I'm mom. sorry. I'm talking about the kid versions of themselves. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. They had a Vince kid, Vince. Yeah, Vince isn't. Remember, I pointed and I said that guy looks just like Vince because they're all standing there watching Dom. Did he, he say anything? No, he had no speaking lines. Just like okay, so little Mia had him. no speaking lines either. Either uh, little Letty was the only female, only extra character who had speaking lines. Okay, they had Vince standing right next to them because remember he's childhood friend. And I was like, that dude looks exactly like Vince. Yeah, exactly they, they did, they like they Vince. Did do a good job. And on top of that, like the uh, voice of Dom getting that right, a young Dom just being yeah. like, walk away. Yeah. You know, like, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, I, I kind of got chills uh, watching uh, little Dom, uh, 16-year-old Dom. And yeah. I would. I'm not going to lie. I would watch a Netflix series on, on Young Dom. Sure. If they want to do, like, a Netflix series and it'd be more of a drama than, a, than, you know, like, I'd be all up for it. But, like, okay, this is what I had to come down to. Like, yesterday, driving home from the theater, I had to come to terms with the fact that this is a soap opera on screen about heists and cars and all this kind of stuff. Like at the end yeah. of the day, it is a soap opera. The stuff they go through is soap opery. I was telling yeah. Mark at the very end of the movie, they bring in quote unquote Brian. It's just Brian's car pulling up. You know oh. that it's supposed to be Brian. They're not There's showing one us. chair that's still empty when it's about time to pray. And, and she's in me is like, oh, he'll he'll come. He's on his way. And then it pulls up, and you know it's his car because it's yeah. an import. It's the skyline. Yeah, it's the skyline. It's his skyline. Okay, and so he pulls up, and you're like, okay, you know, Brian's there. They don't show him, which is okay. We just we've known throughout since uh, Paul Walker died that Brian was still alive. Yeah, and, and he's the babysitter in this one. Right, and he's the one that the safest hands they could be in is Brian to stay at home and guard the kids. Yes, and so uh, this is this is fine if they want to keep going this route. It's it's a it's a respectful way to say that Brian's still alive. Yes, and that he could stay there. If they and want- it makes sense because his biggest fear when he was in um, what was it six when they're in Brazil, right? Yeah. Um. So uh, his biggest fear he's talking to Dom on the ledge was that he would never be there like his father was not there for him. Right. And so that also makes sense that he's not going to leave his kids behind for whatever his life asks of him because he knows what that's like to be left behind. Right. So, and so I was telling, and I was the other thing that I watched earlier was like, if they just kept it like this, it'd be fine. And I agree. It would be totally fine knowing that Paul Walker's not alive for them to do that. There are big rumors that for the next movie, uh, they're going to get someone to stand in for him and they're going to do CGI shots and all that, which um, I think could work as well. I was telling Mark, since this is one big soap opera of a movie uh, series. It, it uh, almost I'd, has to happen. I'd be totally okay if the beginning of the next movie, Brian gets into a car accident. Yeah. It has to get facial reconstruction. Yes. And then it's Paul Walker's brother playing him, you know? So it's like similar enough. Because they yeah. do apparently look similar, similar enough, but it's different. Kind of like how Mark Hamill looks similar enough to himself in uh, Empire Strikes Back because he got into that accident. They had to do facial reconstruction. Yes, in real life, uh-huh. um, I I would be totally okay with uh, that if they really wanted to do that. Like, don't get like a totally different looking person. Yeah, and and, it may, and that would make sense because, like, if you're like – we talked about this too. It's like, oh, you know, he did stay behind and, and protect the kids, and things happened. And sure. while he was guarding the kids, they mangled his face or something like that. 
like yeah, Cypher yeah. shows up or something to hurt the kids. Yes, exactly. Have someone show up and he comes out and tries to, and then he gets beaten or whatever, and then they have to do some surgery. It looks, it looks different, but it's still Brian. Mm-hmm. Again, I would be okay with something like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm, but again, I'm also okay if they just never show him, and we just know he's there because. I don't know. So I, I really feel so. For one, I am less forgiving of uh, the movies because I am so dedicated uh, to this franchise, and I am a car guy. Uh, so I do feel like the continuity changes are important, uh, and I don't just brush them off. So uh, that that is kind of kind of what put this down there with six and four with me, but uh, and but just above Hobbs and Shaw. So, uh, yeah, I, I, but I still enjoyed the heck out of myself the whole time I was there. I was laughing, um, th- but there are some ridiculous parts uh, in the CG, though. Uh, like when he's uh, when they're falling down the mountain in that indestructible truck and he uses a grenade to flip it back over. It's, 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 it's just like, um, if you imagine a kid, like what you would, uh, if you're a young boy playing with like micro machines or whatever they call, uh, matchbox cars, uh, when you were young, uh, imagine like what you would do, like when you were like playing with your car, that's what they bring to life. Like at this point that, but it was uh, the real ridiculous CG part was when they flipped that truck over for the first time and John Cena has to jump out of it and uh, Dom d- drives under the oh. truck to <laughs> yeah. save him. He jumps onto the roof and it was, yeah. that was like, I'm sorry, y'all could have cleaned that up a lot better. Uh, I didn't really notice the CGI so well, much. I, I thought you were, I thought that's why you were laughing because I laughed. No, uh, I'm just laughing at the of ridiculousness that. of that part. I'm, yeah, so I, exactly. It was just ridiculous. There were so many ridiculous parts in this movie. It's like, that's another part. They tried too hard to top the fate of the Furious. Yeah. They've, they've successfully done a really good job of topping the, the movie before it. This yeah. is the first time that I said you did over the top. You, you Hobbs and shot it. Hobbs and yeah. shot of me is the most over the top uh, of the movies, quote unquote, spin mm-hmm. on. So it's over the top one. Um, but this might be, this might over the top it a little more. Yeah. Uh, they jumped the shark within the first 10 minutes of the movie. Dom, they, would do what? Uh, they jumped the shark. The metaphor were, uh, were, where it's, it's called jumping the shark when you do something ridiculous. Okay. Um, it's, it's what happy days when, uh, Fonz jumped a shark with his oh. bike okay. over, the, over the shark pool. I got That's you. where it comes from. You do something oh. so ridiculous. They don't, it's jumping the shark. Thank you, Henry Winkler. So they jumped the shark in the beginning of the movie when, first of all, they have to calculate on the fly how fast they have to go to not get blown up by landmines. 80 miles an hour because of a one or two second trigger uh, delay. And uh, then when, when a Jeep of all things, like a giant Jeep that should be really heavy can still keep on the path of a falling wooden bridge. Okay. I can get past that. It was fun watching it. Uh, Yeah. They, that was a little bit of a lapse there. Dom, hitting the rope of this rope bridge that looked rickety already, the rope being able to handle a car going 100 miles an hour, clipping to it, him 
clipping the metal part into his wheels, the timing must have been ridiculous on his part. So you got to remember, he's a master mechanic. Sure. And I'll he take knows it. that that I'll column would get caught in the A-frame of the wheel hub. I just am thankful <laughs> that at the, end of the, at the end of the rope, when they're flying through, that he doesn't make it. That's, That's exactly what I thought. That's flips, exactly what I thought. and it's a car crash, and they're both okay, which is okay because they're – We'll talk about that in a minute. Well, I um, imagine he always has a roll cage in his car. Sure. Yeah. And so they make it, but they don't make it unscathed and they get in the car and they go off. Yeah. I love later in the movie because, or actually it's like partly right after this, um, is when Roman and Tej and Ramsey are having the conversation and Roman is like, maybe we're invincible. Yeah. That whole conversation was fantastic. And it made me laugh that was great. because it made fun of basically everything that came before it. And and every kind of theory there, that there's, this might go the superhero route. Absolutely no way. There's it just does not compute in my head that Roman would get out of twenty people surrounding him with guns, and he was able to kill all of them and be safe. And that's that's why I love yeah that they make fun of that. And it's okay. It's for me these movies have become superhero movies because they're they're heroes. They they all have the Rock can throw a man. The, like a mm-hmm. full-size man across a room. The, Diesel could throw a man across a room, and it's just, okay. And that's fun. why I was saying Hattie might not be able to hold up to that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I know, Passengers, that it sounds like Mark and I are, are dissing the movie a little bit. Like right, we're native. not. We're not. We absolutely love these films. Uh, yeah. They are, the, if you want to call them guilty pleasures, you can. I'm not always a huge fan of movies like these. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one grabbed my attention from the very first one. And uh, although it's it's had a bumpy ride with two and three, three being a little way better than two, but uh, two and three, <laughs> um, the franchise as a whole has, has is a is a love that I I have a big love for Vin Diesel and Paul Walker and and just the whole cast of characters. I love these movies and I'm glad that we still have them all the way from 2001 uh, before I even graduated high school. I've had these movies in my life. And so they're still yeah. here and they're still going two yes. more movies to go. Uh, multitudes. we got a female spinoff. We have another Hobbs and Shaw coming out. I'm sure it's not going to end anytime soon. Uh, but I love these films and, and I, I can get into a little bit of, you know, this movie had a fun plot. I like the whole brother thing coming in. I thought John Cena played him perfectly. Um, I, it really, these movies have really become about family. You know, it was always mm-hmm. family. But this movie is about family and they really bring that home. Um, Cypher is always a good bad guy, even though she was only in this movie for maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, well, she she's, uh, at first it seems like she's the secondary bad guy. Uh, but really, um, and she ends up taking down who we think is the big bad, which is the rich financier, the spoiled brat. Otto, yeah. Otto. And, Otto um, is the son of a dictator. Very yeah. Rich. And he, you can already tell he has like a crush on Cypher and he wants to work with her. Did and you so not feel like, that. like he didn't really have a crush on Cypher? Like I felt like he had a crush on Jacob. I felt I I feel like it could have been both. I think like, anybody who gives him what he wants because he's a spoiled brat that he is uh, uh, into that. Like so, there's a there's but a, it's part, a different kind of satisfaction. If you there's know a part I mean. where he's talking about Cipher, and he's like, "She scares me and turns me on at the same time," and it's a yes. thrill. Yeah, I, is that weird? But I, yeah, and I felt like that line was such a like. 
I'm faking this. I'm trying to sound cool in front of uh, this Jacob Toretto. By the way, also, so I, I feel like that's what another problem with my movie, uh, this movie was, is I felt like a lot of lines had a de- the delivery like that, um, where it's it, it uh, they're like, oh, that's that's good enough. We're done with that take. And I felt like the delivery on a lot of lines actually could have been a little bit better. But I thought the only uh, who did I say, Mark, yesterday that I felt was a terrible actor in the movie. Uh, oh, Sean. Uh, Luke, yes, was the Lucas Tokyo Black? Drift main character. Is that his name? Lucas Lucas Black. Tokyo Drift character Sean is in this movie. And it's like they take uh it's like they took Sean, Twinkie, and the other guy. I don't know his name very well. Um they took all three of those guys from from Tokyo Tokyo Drift Drift. Uh and made them like awful cartoon characters. Yeah, I mean so for one, so they're they're the engineers of the rocket. The Rocket Fierro, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah, that was as awesome. soon as I saw Fierro, I just started laughing. That was but, funny. Um, the uh, they basically they they did not age very well, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and Lil, Lil um, Bow Wow is uh, not so Lil anymore. Not so Lil, yeah. He's a uh, a husky Bow Wow. Hey, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason they call him Twinkie. Yeah, exactly. And it's not because of the other reason. Yeah, and so uh, they and. I don't know. Basically, uh, Sean has lost a lot of weight. Like, I'm afraid that guy's got cancer or something. Uh, and uh, he's, he's just, he doesn't look great. He does not look great. And, uh, and he doesn't have the same presence as he did in Tokyo Drift. Well, it's like his, his it's, it's like they were like, hey, take your character from Tokyo Drift and just uh, hick him up a lot. Like, it's like even more like hey you got this right get yeah know, like, full-on it, caricature of the of the character that's exactly what it is it's a full-on caricature um and whatever like they were again they were characters put in there because they were part of the fast franchise before yeah and there are means to an end and, and there are means to a rocket end. to get into space to get there into was space no reason for bow wow to be there except for the fact that he was in Tokyo Drift and then wanted to show that their friendship has transcended just Tokyo stuff. Yeah, but did, did he help at all with the rocket? I don't, I don't know. I have no clue what he actually did. Yeah, maybe they're just friends that stick together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, they were meh characters. I didn't care. They were kind of fun. There was some yeah, funny they were in as long as they needed to be. Exactly. Uh, the rocket ship was funny, especially that whole scene where uh, they're they're in the rocket flying off into space. And I, I love that. That whole scene was really funny, and them uh, him being like, "I don't know if we don't hit the right trajectory, these are these guys are gonna be pancakes." And like, you've got the microphone on. Yeah, we can still hear you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which predictable, but funny. Are you still doing launch simulations right now? <laughs> <laughs> Um, them having to take out not only, okay, so they're trying to, Jacob's trying to find this thing called Ares, and it's really ambiguous to what Ares actually does, and um, I thought, no, I no, thought. No, it takes, it takes over all technology, anything with, that runs on code, it can, it can take over, it's basically a machine cipher, and, uh, but it's split into two spheres, and they're, uh, in, in order for it to work, it has to have that, and they have to have a key to activate 
the two halves. Which I'd also like to bring this up because the whole time I kept thinking, if you're Mr. Nobody and you're trying to hide uh, these two halves of this thing that can take over all governments, why do you keep them? Like, why aren't we just crushing that crap up, putting it into a incinerator and saying bye? I think it's because just like anything, you never know when you're going to need it. But the problem is, is that having it around creates issues. I guess like God's eye, you know, you want exactly. that. Um, in the end, I, I mean, do, I mean, is there anything else that you like, it had crazy stunts? Yeah, I thought that the space trip was kind of actually, you know, as, as loosely as this term could be, use but the most realistic it could be um as far as like having they use thrusters they yeah uh, the way they launch themselves and the jokes that they make but also addressing like hey when you get up there i guess because they're it looks like they're actually in old school scuba suits yeah. they're not in space suits uh they like have it all duct tape up out the wazoo and they're looking for uh tej is looking for leaks in his suit so he's duct taping himself up and that's making roman nervous which i guess and was good because about, they do end up having to get out of the car yeah and uh the um they talk about how the difference in pressure is going to make their suits inflate a little bit, and it makes them look like minions. I yes. thought that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> it was silly because, like, all of a sudden they're at the International Space Station and they're allowed in, and then they well, go. We don't know if they're allowed in, but they knock. <laughs> yeah, and they get in there, and then they're they're brought back down with no repercussions whatsoever. Type we stuff. Come in peace. Well, we haven't seen that, but no, sure. I'm sorry. Like, I I think that they would get allowed in, but then they would be like in a lot in of trouble. Deep doo doo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the resources it would take to go get your astronauts back. No one, and also the resources you take up food wise. Yeah. Oh, I did love an, an that whole wise. thing. Cracked me up because they were oh, like, so funny. they were like, oh, I'm eating space food for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tootsie rolls are space food. They're fat free. <laughs> I like that anything fat free is considered space food to him. Now I'm gonna be like, I'm on a space food diet. Yeah. That's what I'm on. <laughs> uh, it, that was it. Was funny. It was a little over the top for me, but it was funny. Um, the magnet stuff was super fun. I loved yeah. everything about the magnets. That was super duper fun. Uh, very much reminded me of the whole bank safe thing. Yes. Um, that, I like how they kind of they captured John Cena. Uh, with that, they just, yeah. they did, they're like, all right, you're a natural. And, uh, you know, uh, Ramsey's couldn't even drive a second ago, but all of a sudden, you know, she's, she could handle the magnet though. Sure. I, and, which, uh, which is totally within her realm, but the magnet stuff was super fun. Is, yeah, it was super, super fun. And I thought it was hilarious how Tej's chain gets sucked off. Yes. And you know his chain is fake because it's... So How much you pay for that chain? Magnetic. Yeah. Yeah, he got ripped off and he's like, shut up, man. Just shut up. Um, <laughs> the So all the Magnus stuff was great. I liked the whole finding out that John Cena was a spy for Mr. Nobody before. And you find out the whole reason Mr. Nobody went to the Toretto clan was because he knew of, uh, you know, John or uh, Jacob. Yeah, Toretto, and all this stuff, and I, I kind of like that old backstory. It, it's all uh, retconned, of course. The biggest retcon of all was finding out Hans alive, and that they faked yeah. they faked his death so that he could take care of this child who is the key to the Ares thing. Which is um, uh, something that's a little bit played out, and again, why it falls right there with Hobbs and Shaw because they did the same thing with Hattie. You know that that she's the key to the apocalypse. 
you know, type. Yeah, but thing. she made herself the key. It wasn't like. But I, I, it's essentially the same thing to me, and that's yeah. I'm just like, okay, come on, like we could have actually had uh, an actual physical key and sure. a whole another a whole another mission. It maybe. was a way to bring back Han. It was a way to, right. to, to talk. It's a story element to bring back Han. And Han was great. Having Han back was great. I didn't feel like he got enough screen time in this movie. Yeah. And um, to give us another female character. But yeah, she's cool too. I liked her. Um, Han is definitely going to be a bigger part of the next thing. Yeah. Uh, Justin Lin, might be Han's revenge. <laughs> well, Justin Lin said he does. Uh, he thinks Han should get revenge, but that. I don't think it makes sense now, though. He said Han's revenge is is probably not going to be physical. It's going to be more psychological. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like because gonna, of those events, it does lead somewhat to Giselle's death sure. inadvertently. But, That's exactly um, right. But he also has to thank her, I think, uh, Deckard, because he helped him uh, with his fake death. Sure, but Deckard, yeah, inadvertently. Deckard didn't yeah. know that. Deckard thought he was actually killing Han. Um, yeah. Although I did, I wish they got into a little bit more of how Mr. Nobody faked his death because are we supposed to, yeah. I, I feel like we were supposed to believe that there was some smoke and mirrors going on and that Han yeah, wasn't I'm, I'm actually in the car. Exactly, but they show him in the car and then poof, he's not. And it's like, that's a great magic trick, but he does not look all beat up like a second ago. Sure, so my uh, thought process, he was in the car. My thought <laughs> like, process is that he somehow got out of the car and they were able to have like a, a hologram of him in the car. Some, yeah. It's like, maybe, maybe it's a drone car that yeah, has a hologram in it, but don't they don't show us any I of wish that stuff. The and previous movies, movies will, they, like in the end, exactly. The end of like, uh, the six, right. They show you this, the safe swap. Yes. And you so know? I and wanted like, something like that. Those. I was like, show me how they swapped. Like I'd have been totally cool if Han's driving he gets into another car, pops out of this car. They have the hologram going. And it's a drone one, or the car, his car stops while another car speeding along that looks just like yes. his car. Uh, it's just a lot to it that I wish um, they would have explained. More details. Yeah, but the ending scene of the movie where they're where they're all the guys are together again. And they're cooking. Uh, I loved um, Han seeing Sean for the first time. Was kind of a beautiful moment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I did like that. Really nice moment um, that they had in the movie. Uh, Well, Han just showing up and everyone just being like, oh my God, he is alive. Was uh, really nice. Um, And uh, Jordana Brewster kicks a little butt in this one. Yeah, she does. With with Letty. Uh, They're protecting the key, right? Yep. Um, And uh, Michelle, like... Uh, Rodriguez or get uh, throws a guy out of a window, rides him down Hobbs Hobbs style, and it was it was pretty cool. I there, liked that. There a was lot. great. The whole movie had great action pieces. They yeah. were super fun. Uh, it just was not. It's so hard to say this. It just was not as good as we wanted it to be, and I think we're both a little disappointed about it. Yeah, I just again, I feel like um, this movie was a money mechanism uh, slash a spinoff mechanism that, and they're really just trying to prime us for the next two as opposed and focusing on the uh, soap opera aspect of this and that I didn't really get so much of the cars uh, that I wanted to get. Like even the car scene where they go to John Cena's lair or the, or the, uh, 
the diplomat uh the um oh yeah they talked uh, about the, having the best house. cars and we didn't get to see like any of the cars well, well yeah well we saw it real quick and they kind of gave us a little car scene like a car show scene uh when he's walking into the house but i think it was somewhat of a message because it's like they have all the money in the freaking world it's truly like almost the tip top of like the party scene i would say uh but the whole thing came off as basic uh like i had i have to say like it's it was like it's everything that they tell you the way things should look like you know like in culture and on tv and all this stuff lambos you know quote unquote hot blondes everywhere in all white dresses and like i'm just like and there's like lights everywhere but i'm just like i have not got like a all the other car scenes, all the uh, car meets scenes, uh, you know, I, I imagine Dom walking in and being like, home sweet home, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is one where he's like, I don't think Dom would ever go to this car meet, except no. because his brother's there. The only reason and, he was there for that and, was his brother, yeah. And and so that's, that's a really important piece of every movie that has made a Fast and the Furious movie a Fast and the Furious movie, and we and it really cut that out, and uh, and that's where I was lacking. Where I don't feel like this is about the car so much anymore because now they make fun of it. In um, it was it the Hobbs and Shaw? It no, no, no. The uh, before that, Fate of the Furious, uh, where you can't just throw you know some beamers at these guys and expect to win. You know, right. and you can't just throw Lambos in front of us and expect to have a cool car scene sequence it's a cool car scene but it's uh you know yeah basic you know this it's is like, also it's all the rich kids went out and got mclarens and lambos and and not not that that's not a cool car or anything like that but it's just like you know the the in fate right they go out and they buy a whole bunch of cool cars and they're classics they're cars that were are worth a hundred thousand dollars just as much as these fancy cars and you would think, you know, some some of these people would have some taste or, or, or individualism, but there's none of that here. It's just like, this is a car you're supposed to have, and, you know, we drove it here because we're awesome. Well, I'll bring this uh, up. This is the, and I didn't like it. This is the first film since Fast and Furious, the fourth one, that Chris Morgan hasn't written. Um, so I, I this one was written by Justin Lin and some other guys, and so I kind of, uh, I feel like we're missing something from Chris Morgan's scripts. Yeah, uh, possibly. And so, uh, in the end, guys, if you're a Fast and Furious fan, I, I really think this is the movie for you'll you'll like it, you'll enjoy it, you'll have a fun time. If you like ridiculous action, you'll have a fun time. Um, but it's definitely not the best of the batch. Uh, it's somewhere in the in the I'm going to say higher middle, um, but still in the middle. And uh, I go see it if you like Fast and Furious. I mean, you're going to see it anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it my turn? Yeah, uh, sure. So, I, so if you're a car guy, I don't think that you're going to like this movie as much because essentially they just kind of, it's like a marketing. So it's mostly a car commercial for like the Supra and uh, like a Mustang and uh, I guess Dodge, you know, but I mean, the Dodges make sense. They've been in the story the whole time. Right. But um but if you're not a car person, I think that you're going to enjoy this a lot, like a whole lot. Um, and I think anybody who's just been a fan, Fast and the Furious fan 
is still going to enjoy themselves. I, I have to say that. And I, and I did enjoy myself, but I feel like there were important things that didn't quite hit the mark as far as a Fast and Furious movie is concerned. But as far as it just being a fun, cool movie, yeah, it was. I have to say that. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll add on to that really quickly because I do want to say this. I'm not a car person. I don't really care that much. Uh, the movies for me is not, I mean, it's about cars, but it's not, for me, it's not about cars, if that makes sense. I don't go see this because yeah. of the cars. Um, and I still still felt disappointed with the movie. So don't, I don't think it's just because of the cars that yeah. this movie was disappointing. It was just, it wasn't, uh, it, it felt it felt like, a, okay, it felt like a setup movie in, with, with some furthering of the plot, but still yeah. felt like a setup movie for the 10-11 finale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just it was a stepping stone movie, and it and it shows uh, because and and it should leave you wanting more. But I felt like uh, it left you wanting more, as in like I didn't get a I didn't get a whole movie here. Sure. Uh, so yeah, and so with that said, I would say it's a must see in the theaters because oh, see it in uh, theaters. Yeah, see it in theaters because at home I don't think it's going to land uh, well. For a first watch, I think you need to see it in theaters. Uh, but as far as like being a must see for the year, I don't, I don't, I, I want to say yes. Uh, but we've had way better movies come out in twenty twenty one. Sure. Oh so yeah, far. we've had we've had so, some really good movies, and that and that truly deserved the must see, and that's why I can't award it today. And, and okay, uh, but I do say must see in theaters. I do want to say this one more thing. I, I'm sorry, I keep going. If this movie had hit a year earlier when it was supposed to hit it might have yeah. felt different too. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, uh, you know what doesn't feel different? What's that? Our sponsor. Oh. All right, passengers, we are to our birthdays and news. Yes. So uh, June 27th, we have uh, Mark's favorite Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I loved him in Gatsby, even though he's like a smaller part. He's a, I liked his narrating. He's um, great. Then I liked his character. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, there are a ton of other movies that I love of his. He's got a new one that he just signed on for. It'll oh. be the first time we've seen him in like, I think that I read seven years or something like that. Uh, yeah, I was thinking thing. something like 10, yeah. But then, you know, of course, we might see him this year in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home if rumors are to be believed. <laughs> Which I believe. I, still I hope believe. so. I hope he is. I'd love to see a grizzled, like, like bearded Spider-Man, like kind of like the, the posters we've been seeing. Yeah, well, yeah, if you've seen him in, like, regular life pictures where he has, like, a goatee or something like that, I'm totally into it. Yeah, bring that guy back. J.J. Uh, Abrams up next. J.J. Abrams, of course, the director... He did The Force Awakens. He did Skywalker, mm-hmm. The Rise of the Skywalker, as that was called. I did yeah. not like that. That was the only Star Wars movie I can say I really didn't like. Like I can, I, I thought I was gonna like it a lot more, and I didn't. Yeah, I, I had very, a good time though. Very disappointed with it. Yeah. Um. Not. Yeah. More disappointed in that than Fast and the Furious Nine. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but anyway, J.J. Abrams also did some really good movies like Super Eight. Uh, he created... I love that movie. Great TV shows. Yeah. J.J. Abrams is a great... He, I think that he just probably shouldn't have done Star Wars. Yeah. Um, June 28th, John Cusack. Yes. I love John Cusack. Not a lot of people do uh, as far as my immediate circle is concerned. Um, but, uh, you know, I got to thank you for 
helping me with the uh, coining disaster ramas, uh, that term. And, uh, but you know, I love point break high fidelity. I love those movies so much. Point and it break. was really cool. So, uh, sorry, uh, gross point, point blank. blank. Yeah. Gross point blank. Excuse me. Uh, misspoke there. And, uh, better off yeah. dead. Yes. Uh, the small role he had in weird science. I, and I science. loved 1408. Oh, fourteen eight was really good. I did like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what was the other not it wasn't weird science, it was uh Sixteen Candles. Yeah. It was one of the friends. Um but yeah, I do like John Guzag a lot. Uh, and, uh say anything, right? Uh yes, yeah, say anything. That's a good yeah. one too. Also the name of one of my favorite bands. Yes. Um <laughs> Pat Morita, rest in peace. Uh of course he was Mr. Miyagi. Uh, and then he, yes. was also, he was also in Happy Days since we talked about jumping the shark earlier. Yeah. I'm, I miss Mr. Miyagi a lot. Especially yeah. it would have been really cool to have him back in Cobra Kai. Old Miyagi uh, and Cobra Kai would have been great. They've done a great job. Uh, don't, don't ruin anything. Know, keeping him in the history. Uh, so I, I do love that. I, and I appreciate that about the show. That's good. Uh, Mel Brooks. Of course, uh, Mel Brooks with all his uh, classic classic films yeah uh, you'll know Spaceballs and young frankenstein absolute favorite i love young frankenstein yes love, i love Spaceballs as well i actually just bought Spaceballs on 4k and it looks awesome he did men in tights also right and in tights yep yeah, I love men, that movie. men in tights tight, tight, tights <laughs> did you say your name is abe lincoln or a blinken <laughs> Or a chew. That's Dave Chappelle. Oh, that was so funny. Oh, Bless you. <laughs> this is a. <laughs> this is my circumcision machine. <laughs> I do love. I did love old Mel Brooks. Uh, yeah. Life. Oh gosh, what is the other one? Uh, the history. This the history of the world part one. Yes. So good. Uh, after that, we have uh, Mr. Gary. Or, I'm sorry, I didn't say the date for this one. Uh, June. 29th we have gary Busey. yeah so now i can say uh point break (laughs) 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 oh that's funny i always Uh, get uh gary Busey mixed up with nick nolte because they kind of have a similar oh he hates it i know he hates it well yeah i love that i swear it's like a punked or no it was uh impractical jokers i love that show um but he, they had Gary Busey come in and throw water at somebody because, and his reason was because he called him Nick Nolte. And oh, uh, he, the guys had to pretend to be a barista and then take a glass of water to the face and then uh, get the uh, customer to say, no, man, you didn't deserve that at all. Like, so I think it's a funny challenge and it was really cool to have him show up there. I'm trying to think of the last time I actually, Gary Busey, I guess I saw him at Entourage. Yeah, yeah. Show, uh, but... Like, really, what? Uh, I can't think of the movies he was really... I guess Point Break. Um, was he in a league of their own? I don't believe so. No, and I just watched that. No, he was in a baseball movie, though, and I can't remember what the freaking baseball movie was, and it's going to bother me, and I hate that. <laughs> I was going to laugh if you were going to be like, who's in a basketball movie? Blue Chips, or... <laughs> That's like that's or not, that's not, I'm sorry. It's like, it's like Celtic Pride, maybe, but that's Nick Nolte. <laughs> that's really funny. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I can't. I can't remember what the uh, uh, Predator Two. That's what I. Yes, oh, I predator, predator Two. He's the guy that's chasing the Predator that is not uh, Mr. Glover. Yeah, and they're trying to capture him for science. By the way, Rookie of the Year. Oh yeah, he's the the coach or the yeah the bum coach. No, yeah. sorry, the pitcher. Yep, Chet Stedman. He, yeah, he's his uh like uh Rookie of the Year's like babysitter slash mentor. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I was like, it's a baseball movie. I know it's a baseball movie, and I can't yeah. remember which baseball movie I forgot movie about that, yeah. And it's so funny, he went on to uh, the young guy to go and play in American Pie. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You're correct. Um, June 30th, we have Lizzie Kaplan, who, of course, uh, broke out in the scene after Mean Girls. Yes, um, and uh, pulled the honeypot in uh, <laughs> Pineapple Express, the interview. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, after her, we have Vincent D'Onofrio, who uh, I remember him from Men in Black. He was the... <clears throat> the oh, um, the, oh the, the bug. Yeah, the bug inside the farmer suit. The Edgar suit. The Edgar suit, yep. Yeah. Uh, but recently he was so freaking good as Kingpin. Um, but he's also been in, um, he was in Full Metal Jacket. He yes. He was a guy who kills himself in there. But uh, recently it's Kingpin, dude. He's so good. Did you watch Daredevil? Uh, yes, some, and I did see him. I like him as Kingpin. Yeah. He was awesome as Kingpin. Did a, did a good job. July 1st, we have Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also, just to go back to Vincent real quick, oh. also he was in Gothica, I think, as well. No, 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 no. Different actor. Sorry. That's all good. Uh, but yeah, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler, of course, Lord of the Rings. But, Armageddon. Um, Armageddon. Uh, 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 Empire Records. Yes. Yeah. I didn't like her character too much in that, but she did a great job with it. <laughs> well, she did a good job if you didn't like the character. Exactly. Exactly. Always a, uh, a great skill of an act, any actor to make you not like a character. Yep. Also, uh, wasn't she in Incredible Hulk? No, that's Jennifer Conley. You're talking about the, the Banna one? Eric Banna or whatever? That's Jennifer Conley. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the one with... Edward uh, Norton? Edward Norton. Yes, she was. Sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, she was the uh, she was the girlfriend, um, Betsy Ro- Betty Ross. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The daughter yeah. of the general... Yeah. Yeah. Which I think it would be awesome if they added her to She-Hulk, but I doubt they'll do it. Ooh. I'm not going to lie. That would be a really cool twist there. And they're bringing back... Uh, the abomination. Yeah, which right? we saw in the trailer for Shang Chi. Yeah, I re- I wish I hadn't seen it, but y'all had to show y'all had to show <laughs> that in a trailer somewhere. Like I'm sure it'll be a ten second cameo. Uh, and I and I'm I'm down with that. I don't care about it. just put them in there. It's so cool to see cameos. Yeah. Uh, I just wonder if a multiverse thing, like if we were to get Tobey Maguire, if we would also get uh, Edward Norton, that would be hilarious. Oh, if it was like a multiverse thing. No, yeah. unfortunately, I just think that we're supposed to believe that Edward Norton is uh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, he's out. But I just, I think that would be awesome if they did that. Yeah. Uh, after Liv Tyler, we have Dan Aykroyd, man. Uh-huh. Dan Aykroyd, Ghostbusters, yep. Evolution. Uh, nothing but Trouble, no, right? Yeah. 
I, yeah. I love Dan Aykroyd, man. He's he's such a. Did you know he really does? He believes in ghosts and all the occult. Yes, stuff that's and, why I love him because then that's why he's so great at handling all these occult movies. Uh, I love that about him, and I, uh, I I really want to set time aside to like read into more of what he's studied to make the movies and whatnot because I've caught like a documentary or yeah, two. Yeah, his whole his whole family are spiritualists, like they all uh, occultists yeah. or whatever you want to call it. They're all they're all like that. He he actually does own a bookstore about the occult and all that kind of crazy stuff. So he's Giles essentially. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> or on the other flip side, he is uh, his race dance. <laughs> <laughs> July second, we have. Uh, oh no, I can't wait to. By the way, I can't wait to see Dan Aykroyd in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes, very excited for that movie. Finally, getting to see it this year. July second, we have Margot Robbie, who uh, is, I guess, at this point, the definitive on-screen Harley Quinn. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the next Harley Quinn movie. It's uh, the uh, the Suicide, the Suicide Squad. Squad. Right? Yep, yeah, I'm very much I'm, looking forward to that movie. I, we finally are going to get her in a red and black suit. I don't give I don't give a care about uh, if it looks perfectly on par with the animated series, but the fact that we have that motif back at all is uh, very gratifying to me. Well, so I'm, James, I'm really looking forward to it. James Gunn recently told us that uh, her costume in the movie is modeled after her costume in Arkham City. Yep. Yeah, Arkham and it's, it's a perfect replica of that uh, from what I saw in like the one flash of light when she fires a rocket launcher in the uh, yeah in the trailer. I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Uh, July 3rd, we have Mr. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Love me. So the way I love Fast and Furious is the same way I love Mission Impossible, man. They just go over the top and they're crazy, but they're fun. And Top Gun. Oh, God. I can't wait for Maverick. Yeah, the second one. And I did finally read something that confirms that um, Penn, is Penn right? Uh, No, Teller. Miles Teller, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, That he is playing Goose's son. Oh, cool. So, I yeah, I called that, and I was like, yep. I mean, it's a spinning image. It's, like, right in front of your face. But, yeah, I believe that is confirmed now. I'm excited to see that movie. Me too. Uh, after Tom Cruise, we have Olivia Munn, who uh, – Olivia Munn – I can't think the last time I saw her, she was playing Psylocke in X-Men Apocalypse. Yep. That's the last place I saw her. Um, she was also uh, an announcer for the news or, like, maybe the E! channel on, in Iron Man 2. Right, right, and she was also Expo. she used to be what the big one of the big uh, anchors on GTV. Yeah, that's where she got her start. I yeah, uh, where American Ninja Warrior got popular. Nice, I love that. Uh, Anything but, like that. Yeah, she. I like her. I like when she pops up and stuff. Uh, and then, last but certainly not least, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, who we just talked about uh, a couple weeks ago with The Conjuring. Yes, happy birthday to him. I love him. I mean, even in uh, Watchmen. I know you don't like Watchmen, but I liked him. He was good in Watchmen. And yeah. the actors were good in Watchmen. Uh, Patrick Wilson's yeah. also great in uh, what was it, other horror movie series. He did Insidious. Insidious, yeah. Um, but also, I love him as Ocean Master in Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, he does do that well. It's perfect. Um, it's a perfect role for him. I can't wait to see him in the sequel. Yeah, right now he really can do no wrong. I, I, re- I just... Uh, He's doing a good job. Exactly. I, I can't wait to see anything else that he puts out. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy him as an actor. 
Um, well, that's our birthday. So happy birthday to our celebrities. Yes. Happy birthday. Without you, we would not be able to do what we do. So thank you. All right. Let's get into some of the news. Uh, not really huge news, but some good news. Uh, so this one cracks me up since we just talked about Fast and Furious. Liam Neeson said on the Late Late Show the other night that he didn't learn to drive until his late 20s and that it was Helen Mirren who gave him his first lesson. <laughs> I, I find that funny. Yeah, I do too. And that's why he got the the job for taking because we see how she drives in uh, Fast 9, F9. <laughs> <laughs> But you grab the e-brake, darling. Yeah, that was sweet. I, I really liked uh, their little interchange there in that good. part where she steals the necklace and walks out yeah. effortlessly. And then she's just like, hmm, I want that car there. Yeah, Bye. it was great. Uh, so Dune, one of the movies we'll be reviewing later in October, uh, has now been delayed again by three weeks. And so now it's no. coming out late October instead of early October. Is there any reason? Um, they're switching around some of their slates. I'm guessing okay. to go against things and not go against other things. Mm. Um, it's okay. I'm still going to see Dune. I'm be excited about it. It looks really interesting. At least I have till October to read the book. I've never read the book, so maybe oh. I will. Maybe I will. AMC has an eight part interview with the vampire series coming out. It will be that I'm excited about. It will be a, the building blocks for a franchise of Anne Rice vampire novels of shows. Ooh. So it looks like they're going to do the vampire Chronicles uh, as seasons, which that's going to be great. Uh, I, I, I have the books. Uh, I think I gave the last one away as a gift, but uh, the list, the list that, but um, yeah, I need to read that. Uh, yeah, man. Interview with the Vampire is one of my favorites. Uh, the Vampire Lestat is such a great novel. Uh, I, I hope they do it justice when they get the second season. Hopefully they get a second season. Because uh, friggin' the Vampire Lestat uh, takes place in the 80s and he gets part of an 80s band. Ooh. Then we can get a better Queen of the Damned as the third season. That would be great. I mean, I like the movie. Keep, keep the soundtrack. <laughs> soundtrack yeah um on to other stuff harrison ford man harrison ford's old and i don't know why they're doing another indiana jones i can't help we can't get enough and um crystal skull was terrible if you if you take away shia labeouf we got we got something to talk about the first half of the movie was was (laughs) no i mean like in future movies we don't employ he's not coming back um yeah in the in Crystal School, the first half was an Indiana Jones movie. The second half was crap. Agreed. Uh, Harrison Ford has a shoulder injury from practicing a stunt. Oh no! And so now they're delaying the production, um, which you know makes sense. But yeah, and good on you, man. Like I, you, I, you are in your elder years, so for you to be doing stunts, like my hats off to you. Rest that shoulder. But uh, you know, we are remiss to say that we have to wait a little bit while longer. But we are proud. I still don't need this there. movie. I still yeah. don't need this movie. We'll see how it goes. Well, if, who if, needs a movie? Nobody needs a movie. Right, all, but if they ruin, <laughs> look, one bad movie out of a out of a franchise, okay, forgivable. Yeah, two bad movies out of a franchise that only has three good movies is a little iffy and uh, and sad. And and having 
uh, like apparently there's like rumors that it's like Nazis going into space and it's like, which I think is great in it uh, as a Wolfenstein. Well, yeah, because I'm a Wolfenstein fan. Then make a Wolfenstein movie. Don't make. I Indiana completely Jones. agree with that. I completely agree with that statement, buddy. However, uh, it's it, it, this is the one. This is the Indiana Jones. I can see the story playing out well if they do it right. However, with him being older, I, I don't know how believable it'll be. Just depending on I, how they present it. But I do agree. We need a Wolfenstein movie. <laughs> well, you got the games at least. Um, I do. And do I you like them. Pop-Tarts? I do. Well, Jerry Seinfeld will direct and star in a movie about Pop-Tarts invention. Very cool. <laughs> What's the deal with Pop-Tarts? Yeah. Who eats these Pop-Tarts? Do you eat um, them cold or you eat them from the toaster? Nah. <laughs> Both. Uh, but I, I imagine this being an episode of How It's Made, voiced and or narrated by Jerry Seinfeld. Well, you see, kids, they take all this uh, cherry syrup from Saskatchewan and we take it out over here and we press it in between two pieces of dough. Like, it's so funny because <laughs> yeah. Jerry Seinfeld turned into someone totally different. Like, yeah, like, I got a little bit of an English accent on yeah. the end there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do his impression ever, so. Uh, but I just, I do love how it's they're, made. They're and good I would in love short it bursts. If it was narrated by him. <laughs> good in short bursts when you're like, what's the deal? Um, Who are these people? I haven't watched a Transformers film uh, since the third one. Mm, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see any of the Mark Wahlberg ones. I saw the first Mark Wahlberg one. I didn't like it. Uh, and I didn't see uh, the the newer the newest one with Haley Steinfeld. Um, it was, it was cool. which I heard was actually pretty good. It was good, but again, uh, just a little bit of lackluster. Uh, you know, everything is passing the torch, uh, and especially when I received that, you know, I was just like, oh come on, just come up with your own stories or something like that. But um, I do enjoy that movie actually, and it's kind of, and I love that they give him the original bug, yeah, uh, as as his form. So uh, it is cool in that regards. I have to say, I enjoyed myself. Well, it looks like we're getting kind of a in-universe reboot uh, with Transformers Ooh. Seven. It's going to uh, War of the Beasts, I believe it's called. Mm. Um, Beast Wars. The yeah, oh, God, I kind of trying to figure out the. Um, Rise of the Beasts. Ah. Rise of the Beasts, which of course is going to take from Beast Wars, uh, which was, I loved Beast Wars back in the day. Yeah. Um, but they're going to bring back the classic look of the Transformers. Like, uh, That's awesome. You know, uh, uh, what's his face? Um, Optimus Prime is going to be a Optimus Prime. He's going to look like Optimus Prime. Did in the That's cartoons. Awesome. Yes. This is what we've always needed. Like, no offense. Like, I like the first movie and the third movie pretty all right second movie is a total piece of crap oh uh, so which one was the second one the second one's with the giant crane monster with balls they actually gave him balls oh yeah yeah that one was terrible and then the two little like avios or whatever yes i hate it like hip yeah that was the worst yeah super racist yeah and then the sec the third one was he's like in college right yeah third one's pretty good i like third one yeah um but yeah i'll look forward to this uh give me a trailer and then i'll make my decision 
yeah. if I want to see it or not. Don't expose 80% of the movies. Don't Netflix this thing in your trailer. <laughs> I felt like a ton of the trailers we watched yesterday. I was like, uh, oh, man, I'm getting a ton of stuff in here. You were ready to review this, Danny? Like, we just saw the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the news. Uh, let's go and hear a word from our sponsor. All right. Hey, Danny, today's sponsor is Gills Galloping Gus Guzzler's Customs. Sounds like a place to get yourself some fast cars. Indeed. I might get myself some nice mods for my car. That's awesome. This week only, if you mention Pop Culture Elevator, our passengers get a free upgrade in their sound system that'll let them listen to us a little louder and clearer than ever. That's incentive right there. Thanks, Gills Galloping Gas Guzzler's Customs. Thanks. Yay! All right, passengers, we are to the elevator pitch. By now, you should know how this goes, but if you don't, I pick three random words on a word generator, and I give them to Mark, and he is going to be on an elevator with our with our imaginary producer, and he's going to give them a movie based on these three words. How he does it, nobody knows, but we're going to go through with it. Mark, you ready? As ever. All right, man. Here, here are your three words. <laughs> Draw. Flea, as in F-L-E-A, like flea is in the bug. The bug, I gotcha. Not as in the leave. Okay. Or as in the... To evade. Um, And then cot. C-O-T. Like the bed, not the... I was caught by something. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you, because I thought it was like capture. Nope, cot. C-O-T, like the bed. So draw, flea, cot. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay, I got it. This is a kids' movie. All right. Uh, someone in the vein of like a bug's life or ants, but this is Flea, and the voice of Flea is Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm already sold. Yeah, and uh, so basically, Flea is a little artist. He's a little flea artist, and he uh, can paint and draw. And, you know, everyone's telling him, hey, you're a flea. You're just supposed to suck uh, uh, blood, that is, and, uh, you know, provide for your family and have more flea little babies. Uh, and they're living in, on this cot. Their world is a cot. It's a, in a campsite. And, uh, you know, flea is just trying to get to other places, like, to get inspiration. He goes to, like, uh, a field with tall grass. He goes to the edge of, like, cliffs to catch sunrises, and he paints and he draws. Um, And he's dealing with this uh, world that doesn't understand him, but he fights his way out by making a friend that we don't know who it is. I'm going to assume it's one of his uh, hosts that he jumps on. And he decides to let this little guy, let's let's just say it's a dog, uh, take him to places unknown and uh, where he finds not only new inspiration, but an audience that appreciates his work. It's cute. I'd watch it. Yeah. But you already had me sold when it was Flea voicing Flea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers live and Flea is just... For like uh, being oh, a that. being the age he is, man, 
Yeah, and I, I missed him does. in uh, the the chase. Do you remember that with the uh, Charlie Sheen? So the one uh, where uh, Charlie Sheen holds up track? the girl with the candy bar instead of a gun. A- exactly, the yeah. original Buffy. Yes, Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. Uh, she. Uh, <laughs> they're uh, you know on this high speed chase on the highway, and these guys are thinking they're gonna reward, and it's uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers essentially in this monster truck. And please, like, would you see him? Tell me quick. And he tries to ram him and flips the truck over. <laughs> this is so funny. Such I uh, I just always remember Red Hot Chili Peppers being in Point Break. Yes. They all yes. get killed. Uh-huh. They all also get their butts kicked uh, by Keanu Reeves. Yep. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Not the remake the old one um i don't know if i've seen i think i did watch the remake but i can't tell you anything about it i refuse, I refuse. yeah yeah the original was great <laughs> always thank you gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to pop culture elevator we love you passengers and remember if you want to contact us you can reach us at popcultureelevator at gmail.com instagram at popcultureelevator Twitter at PCE Podcast and our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Thank you again for listening. We will see you next Wednesday.